Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Jacqueline Gertz. Jacqueline is a published author. She's the founder of Awakening Women, and she's known as the Goddess Guide. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ellen. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you for spending some time with us. And I wanted to ask you, one of the things that you do is you empower people, specifically or mostly women, to build businesses around what they're passionate about. And I know from experience, there's a lot of people out there who believe that this is just like too good to be true, that you can't, that they hold the belief that you can't have a, um, you know, job that doesn't feel like a job, that that work always has to be hard. Let's talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the fact that people believe work has to be hard, and even the word work, right, suggests that it's something not pleasant. And that's that's actually just a programming. It's just what society has programmed us to believe is necessary in order to create money in order to live, right? Sure, sure. So what I have come to find, though, is that, you know, people are happiest when they're doing things that they're really good at. And the things that they're passionate about, they're usually really good at. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, then it, and then it doesn't feel like work. Exactly, exactly. And, and it's interesting because it doesn't really matter what your passion is. There's usually that feeling of a deeper purpose in it. So most people that I work with are pretty soul-centered. They're like, I, I, I'm so passionate about doing this because, and then they have this, this bigger reason why. They, they want to make some sort of impact in the world. And, you know, when you do that, when you have that passion and that purpose, well, to me, passion plus purpose equals profit. I mean, there's always, there's always a business around following that. And I, I believe everybody should stay in their easy zone. And what you're passionate about, you've probably done a lot of, so it's fairly easy for you. Maybe a natural talent or maybe a skill that you've developed because you love doing it. So you stay in your easy zone. Oh, I love that. Passion plus purpose equals profit. That's fantastic <laughs> yeah it makes it makes uh it makes life a whole lot more fun when you can get up every morning and go oh i wonder what's going to happen today this is awesome i love what i do right yeah <laughs> yeah totally yeah so it's, it's really it's really easy for people when they recognize that what comes easy to them is what they actually uh, could charge the most for because just because it's easy for you or easy for me does not mean it's easy for someone else and they have you ever seen that? Have you ever noticed that with yourself? Something that comes really easy to you, and probably like interviewing people, right? And other right. people are like terrified of it, or they're like, "Oh my God, how do you do that?" And and yet it's it's a natural ability for you, and that's that's why that's why it's part of your business. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. And a lot of times, those things that are easy for us, we almost take for granted, and maybe have difficulty recognizing. Exactly right. Exactly right. That's part of the work I do with my clients. And I find it's particularly true with women because women typically don't recognize their innate brilliance. Brilliance that they came into the world with, 
that come so naturally to them and, you know, all the things that they've done in their life up until this point has made them who they are. And they are amazing and they typically don't recognize it because they're too busy fulfilling other people's dreams or taking care of their families or, you know, something they're not focused on themselves. And so it's like, oh, well, that, that's just easy. That's nothing. No, no, that's, that's really a value. <laughs> Yeah, that's a difficult thing to identify and to own, you know, I think for a lot of women. So what, can you talk a little bit about the, how you draw that out of people? What's your process that you guide people through to figure out what their gifts are? Well, there's a couple of steps to what I found. the, The first step that I always start with is the clarity exercise. And, uh, you know, if you follow the law of attraction, then you understand the, the, the process of contrast, right? Have you, are you familiar with that? It's like the contrast is there in order for you to recognize what it is you do want, right? That's, that's, right. What, that's what contrast is about. And that's, so I use that. So most people don't know what they want, but they all know what they don't want. They're all really, really clear on, well, I don't want that, and I don't want that, and I don't want that. So what I do is I have them get really clear and say, okay, Here's what you don't want. What is the opposite of that? Take the opposite of that and see if that's what you do want. And if it's not, then let's tweak it until you get really clear on what it is you do want. And in that process, you know, the thing that they want is to be able to follow their passion and purpose. And so that's how we kind of get clear on where they're going and how they're going to, how they're going to get really clear on their path of where they're headed by starting where they know they don't want to go. They know what they don't want. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point. I think most of us do. And even even those of us that are familiar with the law of attraction and we know that we shouldn't be focusing on what we don't want. And I'm sure you're not, you know, suggesting that, but <laughs> but everybody's aware of it. And so it's an easier thing to, I guess, uh, identify and flip, right? Yeah, yeah. So I can give you an example. Um, so... I used to live in Germany, and when I was re- when I wanted to move back to the States, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go. What I did know was I didn't want to be anywhere where it was cold, snowy, or mountains, right? So to me, it was like, okay, I know I don't want cold, snowy mountains. That's, that's just not it. So the opposite of that to me was a tropical island, right? So... The tropics are great, but an island, I love to go on road trips. So an island was just not going to work for me. Can't you just see me going left turn, left turn, left turn? (laughs) (laughs) Islands are not real great for long road trips. So so I had to tweak it. So tropics was good, but I wanted on the mainland. I did want it to be in the U.S. So anyway, you see how you just keep tweaking it until you finally get what it is you want. And for me, I wound up in Florida. To me, that's, that's my perfect place to be. So it works with any area of your life. It also works with your occupation, your profession, what it is you want to do. You can start with what you know you don't want. And I have people, I have clients that say, well, I know I don't want to be sitting in an office, you know, doing data entry or something like that. It's like, okay, well, what's the opposite of that? And then we just keep tweaking it until they figure out what it is they really are passionate about. Oh, that's a really great exercise. Do you, with your clients, do you use anything like vision boards or you know, something visual like that for them to help focus on what they do want when they finally get there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Vision boards are really, really powerful because they activate a particular activating system in your brain. The things that happen in the brain when you create, when you visualize 
are so powerful. And the vision board just helps you visualize that much stronger and that much easier. So yeah, I use vision boards. I also use um, impact boards for what kind of impact do you, do you want your business to make in the world? So it's, you can use it for a different, you know, for different areas of your life. You can do different vision boards. Um, I also use the, the Bagua from Feng Shui. So you've got your different areas of your life that you want to create. So it's very, very versatile and extremely powerful. Oh, that's very interesting. And your story is interesting, too, because you yourself had to um, create your own life. You know, like you said, you had to figure out where you were going to live and what kind of a life you were going to have back when you really didn't have a lot of resources. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, it happened to me twice. I put myself in the, and it's interesting because, again, you know, I believe we create our, we create our lives. And so I created a situation for myself twice, <laughs> just to be sure. Um, but the first time, the first time I was widowed at a very young age, living in Germany, I had two small children and I was running a company. And at that point, I, when I found myself suddenly widowed, I was like, oh my God, well, who am I now? Where's my identity? I'm no longer, I'm no longer this wife and the mother of these two children as my identity. Now I've got to create something different. And that was really when I started delving into the world of self-development and metaphysics and really understanding, beginning to understand how the universal laws work. Because I, all I knew was there had to be a reason why this happened. Why, why did my bubble burst? Why did my perfect life, why is my perfect life just shattered, right? So I, I had to figure out how the universal laws work in order to, to rebuild. And I'm not saying that that a death is something that I created, I, that's, that goes into sacred context from in my belief system. However, the circumstances of what I was going to do after that was up to me. And that, that I realized that I could create the new episode. And that's when I began creating something different and I moved back to the States and things like that. And the second time, I found myself living all by myself in a tiny, horrible little cottage in the middle of a hot, humid summer in Florida with no AC no vehicle, and as I was laying in my bed, staring up at the ceiling fan, pretending it's an ocean breeze, <laughs> I was like, how the heck did I get here? And it was at that moment that I had this awakening that I had spent so much time being everything to everybody else and making sure everybody else's dreams were fulfilled that I had completely lost track of who I was and what I wanted. And that's when, for the second time, I realized, wait, I know how to do this. I have tools. And so I began to use them for myself, and that's when I got certified as a life coach. I wrote my book, and shortly thereafter is when I started my company. So, yeah, it's, it's an awareness that you have, to, you have to actually use the tools. It's not just enough to know of them. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I you know, it seems like when people are in a really tough situation, like you sadly lost your husband at a young age and yeah. and then, you know, when you found yourself in that hot little um yeah. yeah, you know, with without maybe a lot of options, it's easy to fall into like a victim state, you know, it's easy yeah. to get into, Oh, poor me, the life is so unfair. And right. I think a lot of people do that, and I think most of us do that, even if we can quickly get out of it. But I, you know, right. it's human, right? We're human. Right. 
Right. So how, can you just speak to that a little bit? Like how do you, how do you flip the table on, um, you know, changing your self-talk about stuff like that? Yeah. Great question. Okay. So yeah, I, I totally agree that in the, in the first moment we're like, Oh my God, poor me. Right. Totally normal. However, once you become aware of how the universal laws work, then you got to look at what you've created and go, wow, look how powerful I am. Look at, I created this mess. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful I am. Okay, so let me use my forces for good, right? Right. So, so then once you understand the power of your thoughts and words, then it's up to you to, to begin to begin to direct them consciously. And it really starts with your frequency, your vibration. Everything is just energy, including your thoughts and your feelings. So I have found that the, there's three quick ways to raise your frequency, to raise your vibration, and it's imperative that you raise your vibration in order to attract good things or better things. And you have to, you have to pull yourself out of that hole and that victimhood that you're in by using your thoughts. That's the only way out permanently, in, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So three tools that you can use to raise your vibration immediately. The first one is love. Love is the highest vibration. So if you can think of something or someone you love, you will immediately raise your vibration. The, the trick there, though, is that it has to be something that you can truly be happy about and not something that you, you immediately feel sad about. So, for example, I had a client... When I told her to do this, she thought of her grandchildren, who she, you know, she loved dearly, but then she was immediately sad because they lived far away. Like, okay, so that's not working, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. You have to have something that you can really feel happy and joyful about. That's the first thing, love. The second one is gratitude. It's impossible to be depressed and grateful at the same time. So if you can find something to be grateful for, you will also immediately raise your vibration. And the third one is music. Music is awesome for lifting your vibration. And, and you know, you know that yourself, right? How many times do you, are you feeling bad or something in the car and you turn on your favorite music and you sing at the top of your lungs, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And that immediately helps you feel better. That raises your vibration. So all three of those keys require you to maintain it long enough for the law of attraction to kick in and then start to bring you like thoughts, right? Because the law of attraction is like attracts like. So if you can maintain that, if you can consciously direct your thoughts for about two minutes, the law of attraction is going to kick in and it'll become really, really easy to maintain those thoughts because you're going to create, you're going to attract similar thoughts, right? So those are three ways, three things that you can do like immediately to pull yourself out of a hole. And so then from there, it's important to create that vision board, create affirmations, and really start consciously directing what you're thinking about in order to create a different circumstance. Is that clear, or is, is that you know, it's it's not only clear, it's super simple, and it's funny, and I think that so often we overcomplicate things, we overthink things. And then there's that thing called fear that gets in the way. And so, um, you know, it's people, and it paralyzes people. It, it stops them from trying to create that business that's in alignment with their passion. Or it's, it, 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 we talk ourselves out of right. being happy or potentially being happy so many times. So 
What do you do about that, that F word, the, the fear word? Right. So first of all, my, my favorite thing about fear is F-E-A-R is false evidence appearing real. That's the right. first thing you always have to remind yourself of. It's not real. It's false evidence appearing real. It can be, it, and it can appear very, very real and be very, very scary. Don't get me wrong. I get it. However, once you can recognize that fear is, there's two things about fear. It can be a controlling mechanism and it can be a protection mechanism. So fear, when it comes from outside of yourself, it, it can be a controlling mechanism. And it might be even from your, your family and friends who really want to protect you. They, you know, they say, oh, go get a real job. This is never going to work. You know, they, There's two things about that. One, they may be really trying to protect you, but also don't forget, misery loves company. So they may not want you to be successful because they don't have enough courage to be successful themselves. So just, you know, you want to pay attention to which one that one is. Are they really trying to protect you, which is awesome. It's coming from love. Um, but are they really good people to be taking advice from? Have they done what you want to do? Right? Right. The second thing is I am a firm believer in everyone can tap into their intuition. Everyone has guides. In my belief system, they're angels, spirit guides. And I believe everybody can tap into that. So once you, and that's part of what I teach with my clients too, is how to trust your guidance. Once you understand how you get your guidance, you can trust it, you can play with it, you can test it. And so when you have a situation where you're thinking about doing something and the fear comes up, you can actually test that. You can actually muscle test it and you can ask your guides and you can trust your instincts and your intuition on that. But it's really about, so I call it, I call it tuning into your divine frequency. When you tune into that divine frequency, you're way, way more capable of handling any fear that comes up because you trust. You trust in yourself and you trust that the universe has got your back. And you get into the this um, this almost like peaceful eye of the storm bliss and you, you know yeah. that whatever you're going through, it's not forever. It's going to pass. Yeah. Yeah. If you stay in the flow of things because that's the other side of it. You know, if you believe... If you and it, it depends on your belief system for sure. I believe everything happens for a reason, whether I've created it or whether it's possibly a sacred contract or something I decided to to learn in this lifetime. I believe everything happens for a reason. So it's up to me to decide how I'm going to respond to that and what I'm going to create next. And when you do that, action dispels fear. Have you ever noticed that? Oh yeah. Right. So if you can say, okay, well, I'm really afraid of this, and what would be a good solution or what would be a good action to take, and then actually take that action, the fear goes away because you trust in yourself and you trust in your guidance, and, and you're guided. You know what steps to take. You're taking inspired action. Right, right. Now, that, that's a very good point, and it seems like action or even a plan, a plan of action is enough frequently to just calm things down. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's really good. You know, also, at least in my experience, very closely tied up in all this fear nonsense is money because that's a big issue. And you like working with um, not only spirituality, but also money and helping people make money absolutely. in alignment with their, you know, absolutely in alignment with their um, core essence and gifts and passions and all of that. So um, 
I guess I want to ask you, like, people have so many issues around money. Um, how do you help them overcome that? I mean, do you find that, first of all, and then how do you kind of help them work through some of the money problems that people tend to have? <laughs> Great question, because that is a big one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So I have found that money issues are always, so far anyway, related to childhood programming and occasionally past life vows, vows of poverty mm-hmm. um, that they brought into this lifetime. The, and they're all, they're all easily cleared out. And I say easy, meaning it may not happen in the first go-round, and yet you can continue to work on them, and, and you are able to clear them, and you are able to shift, right? I, you have free will. You are allowed to create <laughs> anything you want. That's what free will is, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you have a vow of poverty, or even if you have a childhood programming, you can clear that out and create something, create a different standard for yourself, a different belief system for yourself. So, for example, childhood programming is really powerful when your parents were saying things around, um, you know, perhaps neighbors or people you know, or, or rich people in general, the wealthy. If they had, if they had anything to say that was negative about people with money, that would have gone in as a core belief for you at a very young age. And what that does then is that means that you've got this program running in your, running in your subconscious. For example, say all rich people are bad people. They're mean. They're evil. And they mm-hmm. didn't, you know, they got their money through evil ways. That kind of thing. So. If that's something that went into your belief system as a child, now as an adult, that subconscious program is running you and your business and your life, which means you can never, ever, ever be rich or wealthy because you could not possibly allow yourself to be one of those mean, evil people. Mm. Because if you did, your family would reject you and hate you, and you would be an outcast. So all of you see how all of that is yeah. like a domino effect. So how do you help people break through those that programming? Yeah, so there's a lot of techniques that I use for for clearing them out. There's uh, there's clearing statements. It's all on an energetic level, as well as creating affirmations to shift your new thought pattern. So here's here's what it is. Your brain is like you know it cre- you create neural pathways for your thoughts, right? And it's it's kind of like a path through the woods, and a well worn path is really easy to follow. So if you have a belief, a belief is really just a thought that you thought over and over and over and over until it becomes a very well-worn path and very easy to go down. So the goal then is to create a new path, a new thought pattern, and that's a new path through those woods, and that takes some effort. It takes effort until it's a well-worn path. So the work that I do is in creating those affirmations that actually work, because not all affirmations work. There's, there's things about them that, that have to be in place in order for your brain to play with you. And at the same time, I use energetic clearings to clear out the old ones until the old path is overgrown and no longer used. Mm, that makes sense. It's, it's a lot of fun when you see it start to really work and, <laughs> and you see people blossom and all of a sudden they have a different, a different uh, money goal or belief around goal. And they also have what, what I call a money thermostat, right? We, we have this money thermostat that is set from our childhood as well. Like, for example, if you were in a family where you lived paycheck to paycheck or you only had a certain amount of money in the bank at a time and at the end of the month the money was gone, right? That, that's a money thermostat that 
that you will also have. And it, it takes practice to raise that thermostat. So if you're, if you're used to living paycheck to paycheck, you'll always live paycheck to paycheck unless you change your belief system around that. Because even if you do get more money than usual, you'll have a bill or something come up that'll take that extra money away because you have to maintain that thermostat. Yeah, I've often thought that because I can think of people in my circles who are wealthier and to like I, I guess I've never talked to them directly about this, but I know instinctively that they, there's a certain level of money like in their bank account that they just wouldn't accept having less than that, right? And there's others that definitely live paycheck to paycheck and that's acceptable to them. That's normal. And it's, it's yeah. almost like when we stop accepting it, we stop experiencing it. Right. Exactly right. And it's kind of like, you know, when you, it's the same, we do the same thing with our weight normally. We have a, we have like a set weight. We might get sick, we might lose some weight, we might go on, on a cruise or something, might gain some weight. But normally we fluctuate up or down a little bit, but we usually come back to our set weight. Have you never, have you ever noticed that? Definitely. I mean, are you saying you can change that too? You can change that as well. That's, that's, that's changing the thermostat on your weight, but that's, that's also another that's a thermostat. That's something that's set, right? And so you have to increase your metabolism if you want to re- if you want to change that thermostat, right? It's right. the same thing with your money. It's all around the beliefs. It's all around what, like you say, what is acceptable? What is your belief system? And when you start creating new ones, and you can create new ones around your body as well, because your body is always listening to your thoughts. You know, your body is always listening. Um, and, and so either one, it doesn't really matter. But in this case, we're talking about money. So it's a matter of creating that new set point for yourself and creating that new neural pathway that once it becomes a well-worn path, now you've got that set amount in your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and who doesn't want that? That, That's fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) What do you have any um, like case studies or success stories that you could share to somebody that's gone through this process? Yeah, absolutely. I've got, um, I've actually got two really great ones. And one is a, a web designer in California. And she was in a corporate job and she wasn't real happy with what was happening because she was just very overloaded with work. And, you know, her husband was self-employed, so he had a little more flexibility. And she had animals, she had two dogs. Um, so anyway, so long story short, she wasn't happy with where she was, and yet she didn't know what to do. So I helped her get clear on what it was she loved to do, and web design is what she loved, so that was a good starting point. And anyway, we we got I got her through a system, and I got her got her to uh, I got her on a plan so that every time she was going to interview for a new position, she had these six criteria of what she was not willing to compromise on. What did they have to you know What were these six points? Was this interview going to get her closer to that or take her further from that? And as it turned out, she was able to become a freelance consultant making a lot of money with total freedom. She gets to work from home whenever she wants to, and she can go into the office for somebody. If she's doing, taking on a project where she has to be in the office for a week at a time and she wants to do that, she can take that on. So now she spends most of her, most of her time up in, a, up in their cabin in the mountains or down at the beach. So, you know, that's a pretty awesome lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Right? And making great money doing what she loves to do. She did She did really, really well. The other one is a client. She, she was also in a corporate manufacturing job and was excellent at it. 
has done it for many, many years. However, that was not where her passion was. And she came to me because she didn't, she knew she wanted out of that. She was making great money, but she didn't, didn't really like what she was doing, but she didn't know what it was she did want to do. So again, we got clear on what it is she loved to do. Turns out she is passionate and extremely good at um, doing custom blends of essential oils. Mm-hmm. And has so much knowledge around that. So, in, so she started a business called Lotus Essence and started doing custom blends for essential oils, right? Well, in the meantime, this just kept evolving. In the meantime, she's now a certified life coach. She's a Reiki master. And she's in the process of becoming um, a certified nutrition coach, right? So she's totally shifted where, she, where she's at. She's, she's doing workshops and one-on-one coaching. And she not only works in her corporate job, I believe she's at three days a week right now and plans to be out of there completely in a very short time because she's been able to transition her income into doing her own passion, purposeful work. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to watch. That's really cool. So do you is your is your belief that anybody really can change their life, really can become anything? Yes, I really do. I believe your thoughts are very, very powerful. They're the most powerful tool you have. Your thoughts and your imagination are the most powerful tool you have. If used properly, <laughs> I believe you can create anything you want. I really, I truly believe that. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I mean, I've seen it time and time again. Exactly. I think a lot of people get stuck in um, their what they see as their reality and they they don't know or they don't realize or they forget that just because it's in your physical world, it doesn't mean it's any more real than what's in your imagination. Exactly right. I totally agree with you. And we get so entrained to the thought of what I call the collective consciousness. So what, what society is programming you or wanting you to believe, if you watch the media, if you watch you know, social media and everything that's going on around you, if you entrain to that, you're going to get the same results that they're getting. Mm. If you direct your own thoughts and create what you're, what you want, you create something different. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, I do completely agree with you on that. And I heard you say before when you were talking about um, people's opinions and should you, you have to have enough self-knowledge and awareness to know whether you should listen to them or not. You were saying, you know, you have to get in touch with your intuition. So there is this, this um, action that I guess we all need to take, which is almost like a self-protection against negative thoughts, negative people, you know, all of that kind of thing, right? Because if we are going to create our own reality, we cannot let certain things into our consciousness. Right, right. You have to, your energy field, you have to be very, very protective of your energy field. And that includes your thoughts, what you let in. <laughs> Do you remember that old um, Native American folk tale of the two wolves? There, where the, the chief is talking to the, to the young boy and says, you have two wolves within you, and one is very evil and very greedy, and the other one is very kind and loving. And then the boy says, well, which wolf will win? And, and the chief says, well, whichever one you feed. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's the same with our thoughts and our creative imaginations. Are you going to feed it with fear, or are you going to feed it with, well, what if? What if it wasn't that way? What if this happened instead? Ooh, what if it was really this and this and this and this? You 
know, you could you could change that and flip it to the what if on a positive note, and you can create way more positive things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just put put your focus on what you do want and what you're creating, and and yeah. everything changes. Yeah, it really does. It's it's so powerful, and people don't understand how often they're doing it. And part of the work that I do with my clients is helping them connect the dots. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your thought process there. I, I sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love listening to you. I I could do this all day, Jacqueline. Um, but unfortunately I have to wrap this up because we've about <laughs> run out of time. Um, but I do want to ask you just how people can get in touch with you and find out about your programs and, uh, potentially look into working with you because you have so much to share. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And yes, I, I could talk to you all day as well. I, I love these topics. They're so much fun. And thank you for giving me this time to actually talk with you and your audience. Uh, people can reach me. The easiest way is to go to my website. It's www.awakeningwomen.net. Awakeningwomen.net. I have, I've always got uh, a couple of virtual courses going. One is called Native Money, Six Weeks to a Soul Filled Business. There's another one. It's a four-week one. It's called Work It, Learning and Living the Law of Attraction. Those are kind of ongoing virtual programs. And in between, there's always a manifesting guide that anyone can download on my website. It's called Manifesting 101 Guide. And you're, you know, I would love it for anybody to go there, download that. That way you'll be on my email list and you'll get updates for any upcoming courses or workshops or retreats that I have coming up. Because that's the other thing I do. I do love to create content and experiences. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Jacqueline. I will um, post those links on my website as well. And everybody's welcome to come there to check it out or go to Jacqueline's site directly. Um, thanks for being on my show today, Jacqueline. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, my guest today was Jacqueline Gertz. You can find this interview, links to Jacqueline's website and social media pages on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thanks again for joining us. And check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on how to turn your daydream into a phenomenal success. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.